Stampede. Garner is in 180, recorded 416 distant past, if any government was to be successful, it needed to rely upon taxation to fund various programs. In this country, compliance for paying taxes is done through the Internal Revenue Service. Previously, our government relied upon revenue generated by taxation, but today it's a well-known secret that the percentage of Americans who actually pay their taxes is declining. I have no statistics to verify what those numbers are, but it's safe to say if there is a large number of people who don't trust their government, then most of those people don't pay taxes or Should I say, if they do pay a tax to the government, it probably is underpaid and are what the government claims are cheats and even criminals. They break tax laws passed by our Congress. Now, that number may be significant because the recent Inflation Reduction Act 
which has been passed by the Congress and signed by the President, provide for $80 billion to be spent in hiring new IRS agents. Now these figures reportedly bounce around. With the possibility of 87,000 new IRS agents actually only being 20,000 and 30,000 new employees. And all of this is done over time to the year 2031. At present, the IRS has about 78,000 employees. So somewhere, someone must be thinking more people are needed to pay their taxes. And my assumption may be correct that if a lot of Americans distrust the government, then they'll be less likely to pay their taxes. And this gets to my previous Garner Isn't shows, that the government isn't concerned about how much money it spends, because according to our new modern monetary theory, the U.S. Treasury can print as much money as it needs to keep paying for its expenditures. And that's why our government is over $31 trillion in debt. What's happening is politicians want maybe 87,000 more employees to add to our bloated bureaucracy for bigger government. It would appear that our economy is a mess. 
On the one hand, we have a government that says it can print as much money as it needs or even wants. That's called the modern monetary theory. And to put it bluntly, it's contributing to our historic $31 trillion debt. On the other hand, we have politicians who insist the government must hire 87,000 new IRS agents in order to collect more money for the government from its citizens who aren't paying their taxes. Now, it stands to reason if the government wants to continue paying for its expenditures by simply printing more money, it doesn't need to hire 87,000 more IRS agents. Now, I confess, I'm not an economist, but something seems to be wrong here. Either the government funds itself by collecting money from taxation, or it funds itself by simply printing as much money as it wants. Well, maybe this is what's happening. The government hires a lot of people to work at the IRS to assure it gets as much money as it can legally by squeezing it out from taxation. But the truth of the matter is, there is a growing population in this country who don't trust the government. Consequently, the government collects less money from taxation. And in order to keep the government open, it makes up the difference between what it spends through revenue taxation and printing phony money. So now we have the best of all worlds. We make the government larger by hiring 87,000 more IRS agents, even though less people are willing to pay their taxes and reprint more debt to assure the government can still stay open. What this looks like to me, more IRS agents will only increase a bureaucratically bloated government that won't be able to collect more revenue, thereby adding to our expenditures, and thereby increasing our debt. It's a perfect fantasy world until we wake up from this nightmare.
Since I had a personal history with the IRS, perhaps I should recuse myself from talking about one of our most recognized departments in the federal treasury. I won't do that, but here are some facts. The IRS is a federal office that was created in 1862 to assess the first income tax to fund the American Civil War. The temporary measure funded over a fifth of the Union's war expenses before being allowed to expire a decade later in 1872. By the end of the Civil War, about 10% of Union households had paid some sort of tax. It was reintroduced in 1913 with an amendment to the Constitution by the Woodrow Wilson administration before America entered into World War I. It was a collection of attacks made on people with an income of over $3,000. Later, a new tax was imposed in 1942 as America entered World War II. The number of people who paid income tax in 1939 was increased from about 4 million to more than 42 million by 1945. In 1973, President Richard Nixon's tax returns were leaked to the press. It was reported that Nixon, with a salary of $200,000, paid a tax of $792.00 in 1970 and $878 in 1971, with deductions of over $571,000 for donating his vice presidential papers. This led to Nixon's famous statement, and I quote, Well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I've got, end quote. In 2021, electronic filing had reached 90% of all returns submitted. In 2013, identity theft was blamed for $4 billion worth of fraudulent 2012 tax returns. It's estimated that the top 5% of income earners in the United States paid 38% of the money collected. However, the U.S. Treasury estimated that over half of all unpaid taxes were attributed to the top 5% of earners in this country. For the years 2008 to 2010, it was estimated that the gross tax gap, that is the amount of money not collected, was approximately $406 billion. In 2011, it was reported that 234 million tax returns were filed, out of which $384 billion were attributed to mistakes or fraud.
blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You were only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird flying Blackbird flying Into the light of the dark black night As I said before, when I was much younger, I had a tax problem with the IRS. It's hard to believe, but I owed over $50,000 on money I wasn't aware of and which I had no resources to pay. It was a complicated issue, and I won't explain how I ended up owing that amount of money to the government. And I can honestly say it wasn't some unfair or even undeserved assessment by the IRS. It was entirely my fault, and I eventually managed to pay it off. But it's a curious thing to note. Whenever America prepares for war, it has a long history of imposing an income tax on the people. And you should take note There is a growing distrust of our government by the American people. It may be that an imposed income tax to help support the funding of our government may actually be dropped because it can no longer convince citizens to support its policies. That may be our future. It's possible a different form of taxation will take its place. And it'll be a consumption tax. It'll be put in place to quickly inject revenue when inflation has taken hold in this country. With inflation, there's a surge where the public wants to buy. And our politicians will immediately take advantage of that by placing a tax on everything you buy. Of course, there's an obvious conclusion to that. With inflation, things keep getting more expensive. And initially, the politician and their policies can be paid rich dividends by a consumption tax. But it's a regressive tax that can only last for so long until inflation comes to an end. And that's because a consumption tax is antithetical to growth. When that takes place, when people stop buying things because the cost is too high to bear, then you have what is called a depression. And honestly, this country is far from ever being immune from a full-fledged depression. It's always at our doorstep. 
along with resulting wars, both civil and foreign. See these eyes so green I can stare for a thousand years Colder than the moon It's been so long It's just the fear of losing you Don't you know my name? Well, you've been so long And I've been putting up to support the policies of a government is measured by how effective its laws of taxation are. A population that distrusts its government can result in failed efforts to fund a government. People simply refuse to pay taxes that are imposed on them. Consequently, to keep the government open, it must use methods to deceive what it does. And it's safe to say our Treasury's policies of printing as much money as it wants or needs to cover the cost of running the government is in and of itself a reason for why the public distrusts. Clearly, the future of this country is headed toward a rejection of its core values. Freedom of expression, democratically elected politicians, and open financial markets are going to be replaced with authoritarian regimes, not unlike what exists in third world countries. With increased violence, chaos, and a full-fledged depression, it's not difficult to imagine that a strong military and the running of our government is not far away. 
What will be called for is compliance. The public will be restricted in what it can do and say. Our presidents will be replaced with generals. Our military will patrol the streets and an increased surveillance will be used to weed out those who don't comply. It's not a stretch to imagine that taking place because it's already taking place in segments of this country. We've experienced failed military conflicts that have far-reaching effects caused by what our politicians have prosecuted. War has been used to advance our economy and it corrupted our values. Our privileged currency as the reserve currency in the world is coming to an end. Our traditional alliances and agreements that have lasted 77 years are rapidly changing. So all the signs are there. Our future isn't going to be like a shining city on a hill, as President Reagan predicted. No, our future isn't going to be like that. It'll be a world of senility. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard a 1967 recording by Cream, Sunshine of Your Love. Then, from the 1967 album By the Doors, Jim Morrison's Backdoor Man. Next was Gimme Shelter, a 1969 release by the Rolling Stones followed by a Paul McCartney recording from the 1967 Beatles' White Album, Blackbirds. Then a David Bowie work for the 1982 movie Cat People, Put Out Fire. And in closing, a shortcut from George Michael's Father Figure. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.